Hello, hello. I am so thrilled. This is episode 80 of Life Coaching for Dentists. I am ecstatic. Um, and just reflecting back, I am um, over the moon that I've stuck with it. I've enjoyed it so much. And if I think back to before even starting a podcast, I know I was really nervous about the whole process and whether I could do it. And here we are, 80 episodes in. So whether you have been um, you know, following along from the start or th this is the first episode you're tuning in for, I am just really glad you're here. Um, before we get into today's topic of how to handle, uh, you know, three ways to handle negative thoughts, um, I really want to celebrate a major client win. Um, this client in our last session told me, and, and I like to take a lot of notes during my session, so I'm actually going to read this. She told me, my office manager of 13 years may quit. Previously, I would have had a major meltdown. Instead, I chose not to think of it as a deeply upsetting thing. I just decided this could happen, and if it does, I'm going to know how to deal with it. I felt reassured. I felt strong. And in that moment, I remembered I get to choose my thoughts and I'm choosing the thought that I can handle it. The result is I feel more in control and I don't feel a lot of uncertainty. She goes on to say, it's a lot easier to be fully present in every situation when I'm not having a panic attack in the back of my mind. I can more easily remember my personal priorities and I sleep better. In fact, I've been sleeping really well. Even though I don't know if my office manager is gonna leave, I feel okay. I have created a baseline certainty for myself. That's what she had to say about the situation. And all I have to say is that is amazing. Better sleep because she has learned how to process the events of the day in a way that don't result in more stress or unease. A sense of certainty, remembering that she's in control of her actions and her response to the situation and a sense of peace knowing that she's a total problem solver, right? Like she's choosing to think that she can handle the situation. I love that. I'm so beyond thrilled for this particular client. It is so huge. It's not a small thing at all. And it's such a fantastic example of what it means to become resilient to the chaos of life. I mean, I don't know what your life looks like. <laughs> I have, I don't think I've met anybody whose life is like, you know, like total bowl of cherries. We cannot control other people. We can't control our situations. You know, certainly we can control certain things in our situations for sure, but there's going to be things that happen in our lives that we don't love. 
And yet we always, always, always get to pick our response to things and how we choose to think about the situation. So I am so thrilled for this particular client. I want you to join me in celebrating this win. And, you know, I got to say, I identify with it so much, uh, or, or really what, what strikes a chord with me specifically is when I owned a practice and you know, now we're going back, rewinding like eight years ago, um, before I came to coaching work, I cycled through a lot of staff members. I don't know about you. Every single time one of them quit, it was like this major blow to the gut. And, and I definitely was not resilient to any of it. I mean, I felt like, you know, oh my gosh, this is, you know, a, a commentary on me as a leader. And it would spin into self doubts. And, uh, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. It's interesting because my staff and how, you know, well integrated and trained and, you know, and, and if they were even present, <laughs> my staff had seemed to have a direct impact on whether I was having a good day or a bad day, right? And I know from talking to so many of you that you can feel that way, you know, like when, when the staff, when the team is great, you're feeling good. And then, you know, you, you, somebody quits and, oh, you're feeling horrible. You feel like, you know, it's just, you know, you're bound to have a horrible day or weeks or months ahead, you know, gloom and doom. I understand that. I a hundred percent get it. And at the same time, I know from personal experience, how vulnerable that position is, right? Like it's the opposite of resilient. You are, you are allowing the situation to dictate how you feel. And, and I get it. I a hundred percent get it. it. I know how hard and how challenging it can be. And yet what I want to help you with today is how can you ride, you know, some of those waves of, you know, crazy things in life happening and feel internal resiliency and create that minimum layer, minimum baseline of certainty for yourself, regardless of what's happening out there, just like my client did. And so I'm telling you all of this, right? The whole purpose of this is to give you hope, like no matter where you are in your personal growth journey, resiliency is available to you, okay? You too can create that baseline certainty for yourself. You can decide how you want to feel about situations, no matter what the situation is. And, you know, this client win segues so well into today's topic, right? Like how three ways to handle negative thoughts, because I'm going to break it down to you. And, and you might be thinking, yeah, okay, what your client did was just a thought swap where, you know, she may have had initially some gloom and doom thought and she just swapped it out for a positive one, like, I can handle it, right? It might look like that externally, and, and it's really not that simple. I mean, it could be, and if that works for you, that's great. I'm not going to knock it. <laughs> and yet, um, I really want to break it down for you so that you can un you, you can see me kind of unpack these three different ways that you can handle negative thoughts so that they don't weigh you down, okay? 
So if I were to have asked my client, um, hey, how would you have thought like previously, like before we started working together, how would you have thought about, um, you know, a, a longtime staff member quitting on you? Would have, what would have been the primary thoughts? What have, you know, how, how would you have thought about that situation? More than likely, what she would have said is that she would have thought to herself, I'll never find a replacement. I know that's how I thought about the situation when I had been in that situation multiple times. My thought was, I'm never gonna find, you know, somebody as good, for example. And so, Let's use that as an example, as I go through these three different ways to handle negative thoughts, let's use this as an example. Of course, as a highly intelligent, uh, uh, highly functional person that you are, I trust that you can, um, you know, you can translate this to whatever's the most relevant for you. So, you know, let's say you have a goal of losing weight and your thought is, I'm never gonna lose the weight, and that's a recurring thought for you, then go ahead and use that as we, you know, as we talk about these three different uh, uh, ways to handle negative thoughts. Or if you, you know, um, have a child that you have a difficult relationship with, and maybe your thought is, oh my goodness, they're so irritating. Whatever it is, just bring it. You know, bring it right now, mentally, use that as, as we're talking about these, these things. So the example then that I'll use is with, um, you know, I'll never be able to find a replacement. So the first option that you have is to ask yourself, is this thought true? And get really factual about it. Is this true? <laughs> Just look at the facts of the situation. I'll never find a replacement. Is that true? Now, it's so interesting how we can have this thought that feels so darn true. And if we just ask ourselves, is it true? We might have to stop and catch ourselves and say, well, yeah, okay, maybe it's not 100% true. I'll find a replacement, but they'll be a really poor quality replacement. Or I'll find a great replacement, but it's gonna take me 10 years. You know, So it's interesting how you can have a lot of thoughts about it, right? So when we get really clear on, well, what are the facts of the situation? Is it true you're never going to find a replacement? And then you get a little bit clearer to yourself with, okay, I understand there's different websites where I can post job listings and look for candidates and actually I've done that in the past and I have gotten however many bites okay maybe they weren't quality bites but you know there are things that I can do maybe it's not true that I'm never going to find a replacement maybe there are people that I can talk to maybe there's different forums or dental groups uh, you know, that I haven't communicated with in the past that I can now, for example. Um, and so you might actually start to think, okay, it's not true that I'm never going to find a replacement, but I promise you I'm not going to find a quality replacement. I'm not going to find the person that I need. <laughs> I can hear you just talking back. <laughs> like, no, no, it's true. It's interesting how much we argue for some of our limitations. So just notice if you might be you know, overwhelmed with a negative thought that feels so believable that you actually start arguing for it. Okay, so 
I, I could do a whole separate episode on that. Um, but just notice, you know, um, get, get really clear on what aspects of this thought are you actually fixating on. It's possible that you might be fixating on, you know, all the candidates that I'm going to get are going to be bad or it's going to take forever. And what's really interesting is what happens when you really allow yourself to go down that rabbit hole. Like if you really think you're never going to find a replacement and whoever you do find is going to be super bad quality, I would wager to say you're probably not going to put that much effort in finding somebody. Maybe you will, but it's going to be half-hearted effort, right? Because it's laced with this little underlying thought that like, eh, they're going to be bad. So what's the use? They're not really going to be the right person. So what's the use? You know, oh, well, you know, Craigslist or Indeed didn't really work last time. So what's the use? I'm just using that as examples, right? But it can become this self-fulfilling or self, yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy where essentially you can make it true. It might not actually be true that you'll never find a replacement, but if you keep believing it and telling it to yourself that you're never going to find a replacement or you're never going to find a quality enough, a high enough quality replacement, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> um, then you might actually be acting in a way where you're making it true, even if it's not true. Do you see that? It's kind of interesting. Whew, I'm getting riled up. Let me take a sip of water here. <laughs> ah, okay. So the second thing that I want to offer to you is you need to look at that thought and ask yourself, is it helpful? Okay. So if we go with that thought of I'll never find a replacement, well, maybe it is a hundred percent true. You're just flat out never going to find a replacement. Is it helpful to linger on that thought? It's interesting because as soon as I go there, so many people are like, well, no, of course it's not true, but I want to linger on it anyway. <laughs> even though it's not even helpful. It's not true or helpful. So just notice, right? If it's not helpful, then don't linger on it, even if it is true, right? So if I were to tell you flat out, I have a crystal ball. I know for a fact that you're never going to find anybody, right? It's just not helpful to linger on it, okay? So you could, you know, be upset and then you need to redirect and tell yourself, like, am I being overly dramatic here, right? Go to that worst case scenario in your brain, which most likely won't happen. And instead of focusing on the problem of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to find a replacement. How about we focus on the solutions? Because guess what? Unless you're planning to completely fold up your dental practice, maybe sell it on the spot because your, uh, you know, front desk person has quit, uh, which I, I doubt you're going to do. Maybe you're going to choose to do. That's totally an option. Okay. But more than likely you're going to choose to, you know, keep going. The show must go on. Right. And you will still figure out how to keep your practice running. Right. I believe that I really do. And so, yes, you have the option to focus only on the problem, but when you're only focusing on the problem, you're not actually focusing on the solutions. Notice 
how it's kind of subtle. All right. So when you're only thinking gloom and doom, you're not thinking about how am I going to solve this right here and right now. Okay. Maybe the solution is going to be to talk with the other staff members to see if they can pick up more hours. Maybe you're going to find a temp. Maybe you're going to cross train one of your uh, other dental uh, assistants. Maybe you're going to have a family member come in and help out for a few hours or, you know, around the office. Maybe you're actually going to cut down on your patient hours so that you can do more clinic ad or, uh, uh, admin time. Yes, I said it. You don't need to want to do that. You don't have to do that, but that is an option. I'm just listing out options. The options are actually endless. There are so many different options, but when we're only focused on the problem, we're not really thinking about all the myriads of myriads, the myriad, I can't even speak all the multiple, uh, solutions that exist out there. Okay. And that takes me to the third option. What do we do when we have a negative thought that feels so stinking true? Like I will never find a replacement. I want you to recognize that that is a thought that feels really true and tell yourself this feels really true right now. This feels really true today. This feels really true at the moment. And when you say that you're actually allowing yourself to recognize and to acknowledge that this is not actually a thought that you're going to have forever. You're not going to feel this way forever. You feel this way now and it doesn't have to be like that all the time. It opens the door. It opens the, the, the door, so to speak, to allowing yourself to remember that it's not a permanent state of being this gloom and doom, right? I'm never going to find a replacement. That's just how I'm thinking about it right now. It doesn't have to be like that forever. Okay. It allows you to see some wiggle room for improvement, wiggle room for change. Okay. Negative thoughts, they come in all kinds of flavors and varieties and they can, you know, they can sneak in when you least expect them. We all have negative thoughts about our situations. All right. And you might think, well, you know what? People with easier lives are just happier and I'm upset because of my situation and my situation, you know, it's easy for you to say because your life is so much easier and you might point fingers at people and you might feel like, woe is me. And I want you to be really careful with that kind of victim mentality or attitude. It's not helping anybody. It doesn't help you. It doesn't do you any favors. And let me just flat out say it is simply not true. Like categorically, it is false to say that people with easier lives are happier. I don't even know what that means. Okay. But I know a lot of us have that thought and I know I've had that thought. It is not true. Your situation does not determine your mood or your outlook, or if you choose to focus on the positive or the negative. Okay. Can your situation influence you? Of course it does. 
but you always have control over what you focus on. Okay. So remember what you focus on grows. If you focus on negativity, it will grow. If you focus on positive things, those positive things will also grow. So I'm curious, what do you want to cultivate, right? What do you want to grow in your mind? Make a decision and then go plant seeds. That's really what this is all about. It's not about just thought swapping. It's not about, we, I can't be negative. I have to only be positive. Allow yourself to you know, have negative thoughts from time to time. That's normal. That is a normal part of being human. And give yourself reassurance that those are thoughts that you're having today. They don't have to be thoughts that you have forever. And I'll interject this one, one more thing because this is so relevant. Have you had, I, I would wager to say you have had a situation where you initially thought it was a horrible situation. And then later you're like, oh my gosh, that was a blessing in disguise, right? Have you ever had that situation? I know I've had tons of those situations. And so this, if the situation determined how you feel, if the situation a hundred percent was correlated, right? Like, like determined how you, you know, how you are after that, then there would be no such thing as a situation happening. And then you changing your thoughts about it, right? Your staff wants to quit. You might think, oh crap, that stinks. And later on, you might have different thoughts about it. Okay. So it's fine to have certain thoughts like, oh man, that's really rough. That's not what I wanted today. That's really completely out of left field. Gee, you know, what am I going to do? Blah, 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 blah. Get it all out, right? It's fine to have all these negative thoughts, even if they're not useful. It's okay. You can allow yourself for a moment, but then ask yourself, what part of this is true? Like actually true, cold, hard facts. What part of this is helpful for me to linger on? Okay. And then lastly, what part of this just feels really true today, but might not feel so true a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, for example, right? I really hope that this is super helpful for you. And, you know, I want you to know if you're interested to make some positive changes in your life, why not start by watching one of my free courses? I taught a class called Make Decisions with Confidence Without Second Guessing Yourself. And here's the reason why I think you should watch it. Basically, all of your power to change your life for the better lies in your decisions. Even the smallest, the tiniest of decisions every single day, okay? Every day you have the opportunity to make changes that are going to improve your life for the better. So you can start by watching this free masterclass. You can do that by going to drnatanya.com forward slash confidence. I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes. And if you've already watched that and you're ready to take this, all this work, everything that we talk about in my podcast to the next level, 
you were interested in accountability and support to help you make some positive changes in your life, and you're curious to know and to learn a little bit more about one-on-one -on -one coaching that I offer, you're invited to book a free consultation with me. Let's get to the heart of what needs to change in your life so that you can really start to enjoy the life that you have worked so hard to create. You can schedule your consultation by going to drnatanya.com forward slash connect. Okay, my friends, I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.